Welcome to the Athletes Mindset Academy podcast, where we help gymnastics coaches and parents develop happy, healthy athletes who know how to win. Let's get started. Hey guys, it's Coach Amy with Athletes Mindset Academy. We have Coach Allie, Coach Ryan with us today, and we are going to talk to you about confidence. One of the topics we're going to be focusing on in with our members and we always want to invite you to come join us in the membership, just FYI, but we're going to go over confidence today. It's a very important um, topic for athletes and athletes are always telling us, I just want more confidence. Is that what you guys hear too? <laughs> All the time. If I um, had yeah. confidence, then I could do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I get on a call, well, usually one of the first things I say is, hey, what is it that you're wanting? And they say, I just, like you said, Allie, I just need a little more confidence and everything will be fine. My confidence is waning. And I always sit there and think, what is it that they think confidence is? So today we're going to talk about that for a few minutes. And um, Ryan, you're really good about stories. So maybe you can come up with a good story, a good example of confidence in your life for us. Um, but I'm going to just go through really quick what uh, we talk as the definition for us is confidence. There's three pillars um, to confidence. At least that's how I explain it. Allie, Ryan, you guys can jump in and say, well, we do it a little different for you guys. This is what most of us kind of go off of is, is the three pillars. And the three pillars of confidence are, for me, the first one is um, the most important to me also is trusting yourself, learning to get your back, knowing that when you say you're going to do something, you do something and you don't give yourself the little cushion of, Mm, if I feel like it. <laughs> okay. So the first pillar is learning to trust yourself. Just implicitly know that you're, um, you're good for your word to yourself. And we're really good about showing up for other people, but not always great about showing up for ourselves. And then the second pillar um, is knowing that you can handle any emotion that comes your way. And even fear, you can process anything. There's no emotion that you can't handle. That's a huge piece of confidence that I think a lot of athletes don't understand. And we can talk a little more about that because um, I think most of us think confidence is a positive, fun thing when sometimes it doesn't always feel great. So the third piece is more about the self-confidence. It's, um, oh my goodness, Coach Ali, I just went blank a little bit. But the third piece of confidence is just the things that you believe about yourself. So kind of the things that like we call them accomplishments, the things that you succeeded in, the things that you believe that you're capable of doing, the things that you believe that you innately are of hundred percent worth, those kind of things. So the self-confidence falls into the third pillar of confidence for us. Uh, Coach Allie and Coach Ryan, can you guys kind of expand on any of these topics? <laughs> Ryan's doing these little, uh, like, I, like, oh, yeah, I'm excited. Let's do this. <laughs> pick me, pick me. Um, so can you guys expand on one of these uh, pillars? Give us an example. Give us a, something that maybe one of your clients has struggled with confidence and how you've helped them through. Um, we are focusing coaches. We want you to be able to, and parents, we want you to be able to help your athletes, help your kids be able to increase confidence. But we need to understand confidence before we can increase confidence. So who wants to jump in? Ryan seemed very excited. So he did. Okay, Ryan, good. go ahead. <laughs> Can I share a story? Yes. Okay. I love these three things because I'm going to illustrate all three of them in a, in a quick story. Okay. But this is, um, <clears throat> so I'm talking a little bit on, on the business side and along with some athletic ability, which I kind of have, but sometimes don't. 
So the story is I am at a networking group and there's about a hundred people there. And we're standing in this big room and we're doing this event and they're giving out some awards to some of the people inside the networking group. I was up on the nominee and I was going to be getting one of the awards for being a good networker inside this group and whatever that means. You know, I was feeling super nervous because I didn't like the recognition. I didn't really want to do this. And I thought, okay, I have got to do something to make this seem fun for me um, so that I didn't just seem like, um, you know, an ungrateful person in getting any kind of recognition. So I decided I was sitting in the back corner of the room. I made a decision. I made a commitment. This first pillar that Amy had said, I made a commitment to myself that when it was my turn to go up front and receive whatever recognition I was going to receive, that I was going to do a cartwheel followed by a round off right there in front of everybody. <laughs> and so um, I was terrified, but I was like, okay, when they call my name, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. And, um, and then it got closer because I think they must've been doing alphabetically or something because I knew I was coming up and I was getting closer and my anxiety was getting stronger and stronger. And then my name was called and I thought, okay, I've committed to myself to this. I know I can handle it. I've done this before. So I just started running. And, and once I was in motion, things just had to happen. I mean, I just had to do it, right? And the confidence, the self-confidence that I had is I had visualized myself doing this thing over and over and over a couple of times as I was standing in the back room. So I break off in a cartwheel. I do a round off. I plant my feet very last and boom. Everybody is like, freaking out. <laughs> it was hilarious. But I didn't bomb it. That's actually a good thing. But had I had I crashed and burned, would it have been a bad thing? It wouldn't have. Everybody would have just had fun with it because they didn't expect me to land it. Of course, I'm 42 years old. And who expects a 42-year-old to do a perfect cartwheel followed by a round off and plant it? It just doesn't happen. So they were expecting me not to pull it off. So I was okay if I didn't. And that was what part of the confidence came in that if I did it or if I didn't, it's okay. I had confidence either way. So that's kind of where I was at. I committed to do it. I knew I could handle it. I visualized myself doing it and I had the confidence in myself to pull it off. And it was fun. I had fun doing it. I love that example. And I love that you actually kind of process the idea of either way. And I like the idea of giving space for both sides. Either way, if I crash and burn, it would still be okay. If I succeeded and landed on my feet, it would be okay. Either way. I love that. Thanks, right. Ryan. <laughs> That's amazing. What I also liked about that too is, um, so a lot of times we try and pull from our past to get confidence, like pouring a glass of water. I've done it 800 times. I'm confident I can pour a glass of water, but Ryan had probably never done a cartwheel round off in front of a huge group of people getting <laughs> nope. <a> before, right? <laughs> never. <laughs> so he was able to create confidence with something completely new. And that comes from the self-confidence. A lot of times we think that we have to have confidence first and then this is going to happen. But when we think confidence comes from the past, we're never going to try anything new because we have no evidence to back up that we can do it. And then we're like waiting for the confidence to come so that we can do it. 
And then the, the confidence never comes. We never do it. And so we have this idea of like confidence first and then action, but you have to create self-confidence. There's a big difference. The self-confidence is more the trust in yourself and creating this commitment rather than this confidence that's coming from all of your past, um, anything, all the past results that you're trying to use. And so I really like that story too, because obviously there's no way you had done that in your past. (laughs) What, what are you saying? You don't expect me to do cartwheels all the time? Well, now I expect you to do it in your future. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to record it and put it on YouTube for everybody to see. So we'll have to have a replay of that at some point. <laughs> okay, we'll try. <laughs> I love it. And I love that Ali explained explain the difference between self-confidence and the idea that the more skill sets you have, the more confident you are in that area as a skill set that you believe you can do that thing without having like pouring water. You believe you can pour water without spilling water, right? We've done that many times. We learned as a child when we used to pour water and spill that it was okay also to spill, but we are confident that we now can pour a glass of water, not spill it and not even think that we're going to spill it because we have so much self-confidence in that skill set. Does that make sense? And one other thing I want to say, just as far as confidence as a result, because sometimes we talk about confidence as an emotion, confidence as a result, those things, even when you have a result of, I am confident that I'm going to do this, and you feel confident, and you get the result of confident results, that result is still based on a thought of, I knew I could do it. So the skill sets increase in one area at a time. It doesn't mean you're just a confident person in every area. You have to keep... just like any athlete progressing in every area. I'm pretty strong with like dips. I can do dips. I used to be able to do dips like crazy, like with the parallel bars and whatever those like extra weights. My triceps were super strong, but when it came to hamstrings, then I was like, ah, you know, every area of your body is like every area of your life. You have to work on each area and feel the desire to believe that you are capable of doing that thing. And that builds confident results because you have a bigger belief. So it always starts from the belief area that I feel like I can build these hamstrings to be just as strong. I don't know if that makes sense, but one other piece that I was, I wanted to ask you guys about what in your life, this is uh, for coaches and parents, because we want to make sure that they understand what in your life have you done to help your kids or your athletes build confidence when you're working with them? Is there something that you can share with us? Well, I can share how my coach helped me on beam specifically. Um, I did college gymnastics and I came in thinking that I was not good at beam and that I didn't like it and all of those negative thoughts about it. And my senior year of high school, I probably made one beam routine in a competition. And that's why I was like, well, I'll never compete beam when I get to college. So it's fine. (laughs) So I go to college. And my coaches were like, oh no, you're like, you're a beamer. Like you're good at beam. We just like, let's, let's work on what you're saying to yourself. So they made me get on a line and do the dance in my beam routine and talk out loud what I think to myself, like just to like, let it all flow. Like, what are you saying to yourself while you're doing my, your beam routine? And I had never like really thought about it, but you guys, this is how it came out. (laughs) I can't believe I'm going to flip on this beam. This is the dumbest thing ever. It's like four inches wide. Who would actually want to do this? But I'm going to do it anyways, I guess. I would just like talk about how dumb it was that I was doing all of this. And most likely 
a lot of people have a lot of that negative talk. They don't realize it's going on, but they're like, you know, I can't do this, or I'm unsure if I'm capable of doing this, or I fell last time, so I better not fall this time. So all that kind of stuff was going in my head. And my coach is just like, at first we're like, is that really what you say to yourself? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I go. They're like, how are you focused on anything that you're doing? <laughs> I was like, I guess I'm really not. And they're like, and you don't believe at all that you can do any of this. And I was like, oh, I guess not really. And they're like, you've been doing it for like three years though. I mean, it was skills that I've done, you guys. I did three years of level 10 and some of the stuff in level nine. So it's not like it was crazy, anything new. And so we actually just sat down and we had to, obviously I started at a really low point, but we just had to work on my thoughts and cleaning those up into something. Um, I neutralized them a little bit more and started with um, more like, I've got this, but then that wasn't, I didn't believe that. Right. I was like, oh, I'm going to go to, I've got this. They're like, you know, positive self-talk. And we found out that I was like, not ready for that. And I'm like, but I don't actually think I do have this. Yeah. And so then we focused a lot on keywords and I picked one word for each skill. And yeah. so when I went to one word for each skill that focused me in on the skill, I was no longer worried about the result of it or the fact that I was going to be flipping on a four inch beam and that it was stupid, but I was focused on, okay, when I set, when I get up tall, when I finish, it was simple words that just refocused me on one thing at a time and one skill at a time. Mm -hmm. And eventually practicing that and getting, I got success from that too, ended up helping me with that confidence piece. I did not have this type of training in that moment, which I really wish I would have because I did not understand the power of words in that moment, obviously. But I got to kind of see, like looking back at how wow, just changing my focus. And I feel like my, um, my initial uh, feeling was focus, which mm -hmm. helped get me to confidence. I didn't go right from, I'm going to fall to, I've got this, I'm confident. I went from, to focused on what I'm doing and built into the confidence. So okay. that's my personal I'm, story. I'm going to jump in really quick before you go, Coach Ryan, okay? Because- I love what Allie just said. And I think it's really uh, key. I had it because I didn't have these tools either when I was competitive. So coach Allie hit on a really good point. Um, when, when I was growing up, I used to have a, a coach, Ro Kreitzer, she owned the gym. So she would come in and she would sprinkle fairy dust on all of us. She didn't coach us. She didn't tell us what to do, but she would come over sometimes and say, I need to hear a rhythm. And I think all of us learn as athletes in different ways. So when Allie says she would focus on one thing at a time, I can tell you that's that was the key for me in college as I realized, and in the last couple of years of high school, that if I just focused on one little piece at a time, it wasn't so much, it was a lot of times a word when it came to the skills. But when it was dance, even on the series, my row wanted us to have a rhythm. So she's like, she'd always walk around clapping. Like, I don't hear the rhythm. She wanted to hear a rhythm in everything we're doing. Like it was a dance, right? And I think sometimes we can use words. Like I remember on my series, I'd always say toe. And that meant push off my right toe and that helped my front leg get straighter. But I just know that one word made it so I never missed a series. It just wouldn't happen for me. I wouldn't miss because I knew if I pushed off that toe, I was straight and everything was good and I could pull it up. And um, those, those kind of things were super easy, but when it came to the dance, I needed to feel it instead of say a word. 
So it was more of like a boom or a stretch or a lift or a breathe, you know? So sometimes I think we need to be able, or sometimes before my series or before my dismount, I always had to see a certain spot on the beam. So sometimes we have to see something. Sometimes we have to feel something. Maybe we have to hear the rhythm and we all can get exactly what Coach Ali is saying. Um, but I think just for you coaches, when you're coaching your athletes, maybe try a, a variety of, hey, what does it feel like here? And focus on that one feeling or what does it sound like to you when you have a really good shot or when you have a really good you know swing or when you have a really good series what does that sound like what does the rhythm sound like to use different um what ryan uh, talks about and, and i do sometimes the modalities different physical sensations but i used to like to say one word because your your higher brain your conscious brain can only think of one thought at a time so if your thought is going to be this is stupid which Coach Kelly, I can say now when I get on a beam that's four feet off the ground and it's four inches wide, now I, have, yeah, now I have those conversations where I'm like, what was I ever thinking? Why would I ever get on a beam that's this high and this skinny? And, you know, in your 40s, you look back and you go, okay, when I was 20, I was crazy. But apparently, you know, but I had those conversations now when I jump on beams, not back then so much. I love that you're like, just open, like, this is really dumb. Why am I doing this? But I guess I'll do it anyways. <laughs> I was like, oh, and I didn't finish my senior year. I only fell one time and it was a fluke thing. So I went from senior year of high school from making one beam routine the whole year to my senior year of college of only falling once and consistently being in lineup. And it was like night and day different. I used to like think I had to be like angry to do good at beam too. So I was like, people would like try and make me mad. And I could like actually like walk up to the beam and take a deep breath and like smile and do a beam routine. Too. So like, I could actually enjoy it rather than thinking I had to like, get mad you know me, I don't really get mad easily or well like that's not it's not something that happens very often oh my <laughs> so, gosh well I think I hope every coach has their gymnast say their routine out loud I want to just hear these I've never thought about listening to the whole routine out loud for people who don't like theme because I've always loved theme so maybe that would be a totally different situation but that's I do it on other events now too on vault I'll make them like walk back to the vault runway and talk out loud like, uh -huh. what are you saying to yourself? How are you pep talking yourself? And I mean, sometimes you'll get some eye opening results and be like, well, no wonder why <laughs> this is what is happening. <laughs> but you have to get them to feel like in this comfortable place where they can just say exactly what they feel like, not right. judging them for it, but like, I just want to hear it so I can help you. Yeah. But after mine, we all realized how funny it was and we're like, okay. <laughs> I love that. I love it. That was so great. Okay. Coach Ryan, do you have something that can help the parents or the coaches? Sure. Um, I think, yeah, you guys are, you guys are hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I just am picturing, picturing in my mind, Allie saying these things out loud. So it is, it's just great. It's hilarious. Um, I think just a couple of things for coaches and parents. First of all, the confidence that one of your athletes or your kids have, or my kids, their first step in having confidence is the way that they, the, the things that they hear from other people. Mm. Um, that's the first step, I think, in creating confidence because that is going to be repeated back to them in their mind over and over and over again. So if you're saying positive affirmations, if you're encouraging your kids, your athletes, anybody that you're working with, those are going to be repeated back into their mind and that they're going to get anchored in and they're going to be able to remember those and, and, and re-access those when they need to. The second step is what Ali is saying, hey, now what am I telling myself when I'm doing this? 
So self-confidence is now what you are saying to yourself. You're no longer listening to other people. You're, you're more concerned about what you're saying on your own. And so for me in helping with, with my kids and any athletes that I may be working with is to make sure that I'm always giving them positive affirmations. If I need to do a correction on something, it's still a positive correction. I'm, I'm never condescending. I'm never telling them that they're doing a bad job. It's always, they're doing a great job, but let's improve by doing this. You're trying hard and now let's improve by doing this. Um, avoiding the word, but, um, because, and avoiding other words that, that don't associate with it. So compliment and, and then doing this now, just increasingly doing better and helping them to talk to themselves in a positive way. I love it. So. And I love that you guys both reminded us that the power of words comes in play with confidence. It really is very, very impactful when you're, when you're building a confident feeling. And remember, um, I'm just going to review really quick the three pillars. You guys, thank you for your examples. But um, hmm, I just said that word. Thank you, Ryan, <laughs> for the reminder. <laughs> and we'll go ahead and just review really quickly um, that the three pillars are just number one, doing what you say you're going to do, knowing you can trust yourself. Number two, knowing that you can handle any emotion, including fear and failure without being harmed. That's just, that's part of confidence, guys. There's the both sides of the, the sad, the happy. That's all confidence. All the emotions build your confidence. And then number three, it's your overall opinion of yourself. So with those three pillars, if you really think about them, Allie, Coach Allie, Coach Ryan, you guys, thanks for breaking those down a little bit for us. Um, it really is a bigger picture than just a small emotion of confidence to make everything better. Confidence comes in many ways of showing up in little ways every day, doing what you don't want to do because you said you're going to do it anyway. You just do it anyways. So you guys, thank you. Um, hope this helped you guys. And we are so excited for you guys to, to build your confidence this month. We are going to be focusing on that this month. Come back and listen. We have some really cool things. We have a, um, an interview with a great athlete that will be coming out this month. And I can't wait for you guys all to hear it. Um, until then, go jump on athletesmindsetacademy.com and check out all the new cool stuff that we have going on. All right, you guys, have a great week. Talk to Thanks. you soon. See you later. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We believe that you've got this, but we would love to help you in your athletic journey. We know you need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created a program with short, effective lessons and coaching that you can fit between practice and the rest of life. We coach parents, coaches, and athletes in the mental and emotional health tools they need to create an environment for athletes to thrive. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your success, your mind. Check us out at athletesmindsetacademy.com. Let's do this.